I'm getting counted out. I'm kicking a ref in the nuts. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm messing with the rain clock. <laughs> Go ahead on, Mr. Businessman. You can't dress like me. Whether the scribe or facts are interrupted by quotes, cease the bullshit with live votes, just like Watts puts the juice through amps. Rap generals run the troops in camps. Hey, what's good, folks? You're listening to the 42nd, 46th edition of the Slam Bros Show. It's me, the homie, Bowman12L, welcoming you to 2018. Mama, we made it. Joining me as always, Illawasi. Illa, what's good? Man, what's happening, Bowman? Happy New Year to you, my dude. Happy New Year to uh, all the Slam brethren out there listening to the podcast. Hope you had a great Christmas. And, uh, you know, got toasty to celebrate the new year right. Much appreciated, much appreciated for tuning into the Slam Bros Show. Let's get to it, Bowman. It's a lot of, a lot of news, a lot of information, a lot of things to handle. Uh, yeah, let's, let's get into it. Community service message of the week, though. Be nice to the new people in the gym. They're only going to be there for two weeks. <laughs> This is this is breaking news, Ellen. This is breaking news. Um, so Mike Johnson at uh, PW Insider is reporting that uh, Paige's in-ring WWE career is over. Uh, of course, there was reports of an injury at a December twenty-eighth house show. Um, in which Sasha uh, Sasha Banks uh, dropkick Paige in the back, and she seemed to not be able to get up, and the doctors were called in ringside. She was going to be stretchered out, but she walked out on her own power eventually. But since then, she hasn't wrestled, and it's been decided now um, what Mike Johnson is saying. He's cooperated with numerous sources with Inside the E, that they're not going to clear her to return to wrestling ink ring. This is, of course, a uh, another strange turn event in the career of Paige as she just returned with Absolution and was looking to be a dominant force on the women's Raw roster for the foreseeable future. And now, because, you know, life is stranger than fiction, she's having her own... Daniel Bryan slash Edge moment where she seems being forced to retire um, at a turning point in her career. Ella, what do you make of all this? Man, I just, I don't know, bro. I think it's just, you know, maybe the curse of Patron. That whirlwind of, of drama that surrounds him, you know, that she was a part of. But it's, it's sad news that, that Paige, you know, had such a grand opening, grand closing. Because she looked to be really on the right track with Absolution coming in to be a real dominant force. Um, I'm really wondering if she will, because she can still definitely serve as a, a manager, you know, for Absolution. And really, you know, she came out last week talking trash and in her different little hoodie outfit. So hopefully she can still serve as a performer and just adapt to a new role. Um but, you know, she and depending on the severity of the, the injury, because initially it was like a stinger, it looked like. But they're saying it's tied to her neck injury. Um, but I'm really curious, though, about how this is going to affect Sasha Banks, because Sasha already is kind of I, I don't want to say looked at negatively, but, you know, Sasha's been screwed over a lot. And now if you add this to kind of the things that they can levy and use against her, because WWE is petty. And, you know, that stigma of of, of hurting somebody, of really injuring somebody, um, I, I just see them leveraging that against Sasha, even though, you know, it was a freak accident. So, um, but, you know, maybe, maybe things with Paige, given time, because she has that, she has the option to leave WWE. And wrestle in uh, other other you know New Japan or some of the Indies, if she chooses to not believe that um, 
believe the the WWE medical staff outcome and the medical you know the medical staff reports and so we just don't know I don't know what you know what direction she has options but it's just real sad all around for the, uh, I mean she's she's 25 so whatever choice if she rides out her contract and rides into the sunset uh, hopefully she takes her health with her um if you know the uh injury isn't as severe but as long as she can continue to walk so maybe it's a good thing I will say this, Illa. Um, while the deputy is extremely petty, we know this. Um, remember, it was, I think, two years ago now, Samoa Joe was in a dark match with Tyson Kidd. And uh, Samoa Joe used his signature muscle buster uh, on Tyson Kidd, which led to a freak injury that led to his in career. Um, now, after that, um, the muscle buster wasn't necessarily banned. But Samoa Joe did go on to win two NXT titles in his current WWE run. But that, I mean, that's, you know, might be comparing apples and oranges. Uh, true. I mean, because I don't, you know, I have no idea what's going on with Tyson Kidd. Um, but. Oh, no, he's done. He, he, he's retired. That. Uh, but you, I would also yeah. factor in the fact that Samoa Joe was just, he just was looked at favorably to begin with, you know? Whereas Sasha kind of they they keep screwing around with the title picture. Um, the rumors are that Vince sees her as really fragile in terms of her physicality. Um, so you know they they just have stuff there to take it out of leverage, and I just see them being petty in essence. I mean, may, okay. hopefully she can kind of ride it out. Um, I hope they don't really take anything out on her. But again, WWE is petty. So uh, yep. Yo, speaking of pettiness. So supposedly Mark Henry is retired. No. Well, yeah, we knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, we knew yeah, we knew. I mean he's he's So when is open. when is the party? That's what I wanna know. How are they gonna send my man off? So uh he's been open about hey, I've had like this my last contract was my last contract for you know, as a in ring performer. Um, he had a discussion on the network talking about how he was essentially done. This was a young man's game. Uh, but it just seems, for me specifically, it just feels like one of those situations where, uh, uh, you know, a death of a salesman type of situation. You know, you work 20 years for a company and you just, just kind of let go to your vices. And all you got to do is remember the better days. There's only one other employee that's been with the company as long as Mark Henry. And that's the Undertaker. And and that's the thing that kind of gets me about Mark Henry's career in the WWE. That he's been as loyal as Taker. He's been there almost as long as Taker. His career and what he was given to work with clearly isn't as iconic as Taker. But like when they actually let the man work starting around like 2006... Between 2006 and 2011, which was his peak uh, from the Hall of Pain days, and then his salmon suit promo, I got more in the tank. <laughs> Man, you know, that like, that pisses me off to this day because like, they should yeah. have let him get the win, and that's when they should have kind of given him another little run and just put the end cap on Mark Henry. Because he had more in the tank. That promo was greatness. And, you know, they fucking WWE him. So that that's really what it is. So, Mark. But what's the deal? They, are they gonna do, when's the celebration? Are they gonna have something on Raw? What, what what what's in the dirt? What have you found in the dirt? In the dirt, there's there's no celebration. What? It's just like they yo, just they just they just put Mark Henry in the dirt. Yeah, uh, putting him out the pasture with no celebration, no, no, nothing, like nothing. Like people on Reddit are like, at least let him come out in the salmon suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't be like, I'm for real this time, <laughs> and just let him like power slam like Roman Reigns just just once. <laughs> that would be awesome. You know, but they're just, they're just going to pretend like, 
Yo, Mark Henry wasn't a thing. So, but we remembered. And Mark, we salute you. Because like black people around the world, and like m- minorities around the world, you had to put up a lot of shit, do a lot of work, just to get a little bit of recognition. So, Mark Henry, go get you some box of chicken wings and kick it down to Texas. Wait, what? <laughs> How you gonna play my man out like that? <laughs> oh shit! Mark Henry with some chicken wings and like some Hennessy or something. Like you just gonna set the full scene. You might as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mark Henry is a cool dude. I need to hit him up. Oh man, he's a cool cat. But uh. That's, yeah. I hate that they aren't gonna give him, aren't gonna um, really just give him the the send off he deserved because he's been he had the sexual chocolate era, the May Young, give birth to a hand. I mean the Hall of Pain, you know, the silverback, slightly racist thing they had going on. Like they didn't know what they had with Mark Henry. Yeah, they did. Until I caught Until they, I caught They had a big nigger. <laughs> That's what they had. And they they just did what they do. You're big. You're black. You're going to be the scary force or whatever. Then they found out he had a decent personality and humor. So they didn't went, they went with that shtick. But, I mean, it's just the, the, the when he was doing the Hall of Pain, his title run at the time was, like, one of the most successful in terms of ratings. Um, he... He had more in the tank. And, you know, he had his injuries. He had kind of a, a bad uh, work ethic early on. But, you know, he had gotten to a good point. I would have loved to. I always had this whole uh, Boss Henry type of um, thing. I actually wanted to run it by him. Because, like, what I would have done is basically had Mark Henry take joint forces with the AA squad and all the other black wrestlers. But I would have played it like they come out. Uh, like the the Titus O'Neil and Apollo Cruz or whatever and the Usos somebody they come out and they like beat up Henry and injure him you know fake injure him and they just go on this rampage and just have them keep referencing the boss the boss the boss you know and they have Henry come out when um they were going to attack John Cena or somebody or Roman Reigns and then they all just turn on him and just beat the crap out of him and he reveals like I'm the boss. <laughs> mm, okay, all right. And they just had to do like a kingpin of wrestling type of thing. And just have him in like a Rick Ross like mastermind suit. Yeah, that disappointed me because Mark Man- Mark Henry wanted Ross to remix his theme. And while the Three Six Mafia is iconic, you know, I think a Rick Ross Justice League style um, remix of the entrance would have been dope. He did Rick Ross for Halloween. Yo. I just think it would have. I mean, I, I explained it kind of lame, but um, but the scenario would have been dope where he's just like the boss, and like then he just has like a fat, you know, he had we'd had the Usos, and just a lot of the underused minorities, you know, minorities and Latinos, all just working with him as a big faction, and on but have them on both Raw and SmackDown, you know, and just have a, a going back to the fact, going back to factions where you had the Shield, they get themselves together. And all these different factions plays off, but then you had a boss. And he would just be just like that, you know, where he wouldn't wrestle all the time, but he would just come and make his presence felt um, through the Usos. And, like, the Usos are already in that direction with the day one-ish, you know, type of thing. And just, like, so this is kind of like this underground street type of edge, which which WWE actually tries to give these characters anyway, except they usually do it in some kind of, you know, shucking and jiving, coonish way. But have them do it and act more um, gangster style, you know, where we, we wear suits and we look nice and we handle our business, you know, and we will beat that ass. That type of thing. I think that would have been a great final run for Mark Henry um, to let him go off against Reigns or whoever, you know. But and it, but also elevate all the different factions because that's the problem is that Titus and Apollo and, you know, the Usos finally gained traction. Um but who else? Our truth all these like, you know, jobbers and hangers on, put them all in a faction where they can be elevated. Cause that's what WWE is missing. It's just they can't 
everybody had if you're wrestling everybody has to be a viable threat by and large you know for the matches to be interesting or entertaining and so by putting them in this extended faction they would instantly become that you know you instantly elevate their profile and then let them get a handful of wins here and there they could still kind of job out but they would all come together and deliver the beatdown. so you could still have them lose but because they're part of this faction you could build like the heat for the faction itself and not the individual wrestlers so that you know, and Apollo Crews taking a loss didn't mean much when Titus and every, I might have took this loss, but you about to take these boots. And then everybody come and, you know, beat up uh, Dean Ambrose or somebody. You know what I'm saying? So still have them doing the same type of thing they're doing, but without them looking like chumps. You know, so that you never know. You know, and I would just ha- I would still have them lose, you know, and job out. But they look better because when we come at this faction, like, we got we got these people. I got, I got these boots for your ass. So... If WWE would have played it differently, it could have been, you know, it's a lot of stuff they could have done with Mark Henry, man. Uh, moving next, what do we got? Uh, Cody Rose is committed, and he's making this all-in show really happen. He's got a date. They still haven't revealed the location, but um, he has a date, September 1st, 2018. And he's kind of confirmed some talent. Ella, you ready for the initial talent for Cody's all-in show? The hopes of selling out a 10,000-seat independent wrestling show? All right, what you got? All right, so the first book talent is, of course, Stephen Amell. Star of Arrow. Um, Also now a Ring of Honor wrestler. He's, uh, yo, him and Cody. Are good friends, and uh, Amel's showing his loyalty. You know, he hasn't been back with the E since. He's been he's been with Cody since Cody left. Uh, we have, of course, the Young Bucks are all in. Marty Skull is in. Hangman Page, Adam Page is in, and of course, Omega, Kenny Omega is in. Alright. So they're gonna probably do this like yo, they're gonna be, you know, announcing matches and, and building the card up until September. But uh so far that's not a bad a bad group of people. And Illa, this show's taking place in Chicago. What do you think there's a possibility? I'm not saying he wrestles, but he just shows up. CM Punk stops by. Um, CM Punk is a diva, so maybe. And I don't, I don't know the nature of his relationship with Cody Rhodes. I think he would do it just to thumb in the eye of WWE. Um, that type of deal. I don't know that he would wrestle. I mean, I think he could just come out, just show up. But you know, I'm all for Cody Rhodes doing this. I want him to win. I want him to succeed. I want him to. Um, really show the potential of the independent contractor when you're actually, you know, booking your own show and making things happen. So, you know, if CM Punk will show up and give him more of a rub, then that would be actually wonderful for those who the um, who are big Punk fans and, you know, mark out for him or whatever. What would be real cool is if he showed up and he, like, has a real gut and, like, just looks out of shape and terrible. Like, that would be <laughs> hilarious. He's training for that... Second MMA match. No, he's training for his second ass whooping. Get it right. Get it right. <laughs> training for his second match, man. But yo, I mean, Cody. Uh, Cody's doing. He's doing great stuff. He uh, wrestled Abushi uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, he's doing great heel work. Him and Brandy. Like it was so crickets. No, nah, it wasn't crickets. It was. Like they had this spot early in the match where Brandy pretended to be knocked out, and Kota Bushi, because he's a, a good babyface, was offering to help her up, which it was all just a, a trick between the two, as Cody was able to like uh, hit like Bushi was a quick kick and knock him out, and they both were diabolically laughing like, "Oh, we got him," and like the crowd was like, "Boo, y'all two are terrible." So uh, he lost the match, of course, with a Phoenix Flash, but it's just like. He's doing good work all over, like Ring of Honor, New New Japan. So I'm just curious to see the strength of like 
independent scene. Chicago is a good place to do it. We know Chicago fiends for wrestling. They might not know what pizza is, but they know what wrestling is. And um, we're going to see if they can put 100 butts in some seats. Well, excuse me, 10,000 butts in seats. 100 butts is pretty easy. I think they can do it, and I hope they succeed. So I'm all for it. You know, much luck to you, Cody. Make it happen, my man. All right. Uh, speaking of making things happen, Matt Hardy apparently has reached a deal with somebody, and he can get his baby back. His, of course, broken universe. Now, I see, I don't know. So I just saw this on the internet. I just thought that Matt and Jeff, his wife, his, uh, his stepfather, were just shooting backyard home wrestling videos with their drone. But allegedly, get this, all those broken vignettes that we watched on the internet apparently showed up on a TV show. A wrestling TV show, nonetheless. Word? Can you believe this? Yeah. Hmm. Does this apparently, TV show have a name? I don't. I haven't figured this out yet. Been looking. Hmm. You know, but can't trust Wikipedia. Anyone can, can uh, edit that place. Untrusted source. But allegedly, uh, Matt Hardy has come to a deal with these people that he used to work for. Allegedly, I say used to because, you know, to work for someone, you have to pay them money. But this company allegedly doesn't pay a lot of their contractors money. So how can you work for them? Yeah, they better, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> This company that paying that paying uh in actual funds. So yeah, he got he he got his universe back, uh, or creative. Um, they got a license. I mean, apparently these people were being petty. They knew that this was Hardy's creation. Really, with without the Hardy Boys, I don't know what they could have done with it. They're gonna recast the Hardy Boys. That doesn't make any sense. So it seemed like they were just holding on to the gimmick just out of pettiness because that's the only thing they could do. Um, but now uh, he's got it, and maybe we'll see more characters related to the Hardy brand showing up on the the E. But then I, now I think about it. Like, yeah, Matt's got his stuff back, but do we really want the E in control of that stuff? Fucking No. I mean, you, there are, they've, it's only been a month, maybe, and they've already, like, fucked off the whole Woken scenario and just worn it out. I watched that, um, Final Deletion and I laughed my ass off because it was so corny and over the top ridiculous. It was like an 80s sci fi wrestling. TV shows. I don't know, man. But it was it was hilariously bad, which is what made it so awesome because they were dedicated to performing and playing it out. And you just can't it, it, the feeling just isn't the same. It's like Matt is um he's trying he's playing Matt Hardy is playing broken Matt Hardy, but he's trying too hard to play broken Matt Hardy whereas before it just seemed a little it flowed a little bit more naturally like he's quirky and weird like now it's just kind of like and I guess it's because of that the the break between the Hardys when they came back and then them trying to get the rights back or whatever so the flow of it is just weird and how they're handling the um Woken stuff is just kind of it's just I don't know it's just hollow it's not it's not having the same impact and it's not resonating in the same way it's not like yeah like uh, Broken Matt Hardy is a lot more than funny faces and a laugh. Yeah, I mean, like, they need the drone. They need his gardener. They need um, <laughs> the wife. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how much they want to, you know, I don't you want your kid exploited like that. But, like, they need all of those different factors in place. And right now, you know, and then it's Bray Wyatt, so what can you say? <laughs> Is that too? So we'll see. Uh, Jericho is teasing more dates for New Japan. Uh, of course, he lost his bout to Omega, 
Uh, Ella, you you saw a little bit of New Japan. You haven't seen all of it yet. Yes, sir. But um, uh, Jericho lost his bout to Omega. Um, a couple of days after Russell Kingdom 12s, he attacked Okada. Uh, excuse me, not Okada. Naito. Naito, who had lost to Okada. And so it's looking like the next special event is going to be Jericho versus Naito. But yo, um, that build to that Omega match was dope. The way uh, Jericho attacked the ring and then the press conference thing where Omega attacks him. Like, they had some great promos building up to their match. So, much props to Jericho. Much respect for him and Kenny Omega pulling that together. And even respect to Vinnie Mac for, you know, um, kind of blessing it in a way to happen. I I wonder if Vince is going to, well, you're probably not going to regret it. But, like, this Jericho is, is putting a lot of eyes on New Japan. And um, Jericho says that he wants to, at this point in his career... He wants to go where the most interesting things in wrestling are happening. And he knew that if he was going to be back in the E, he was going to be wrestling the same people. And there was nothing really what he was going to do. Like, he knew what that Mania card was going to be. And it was going to be him, like, not wrestling anyone new. It's going to be him taking, like, a spot from, like, a younger guy to, like, wrestle, like, a Triple H or a Kevin Owens again. You know, people he had already wrestled. Um, So he's like, it's interesting. New Japan's uh, essentially new people he can work with, and that holds his interest. And we know if Jericho's not interested in something, then he'll be he'll be out. Very true. But I mean, to me, Jericho is just the between what Cody Rhodes is currently doing and then Jericho's ability to kind of um, leverage that kind of in and out that independent contractor aspect of their contracts with WWE. Uh, which is what everybody should be doing. And these idiots should have formed a union many years ago. But um, Jericho is doing it as it should be done. Oh, and Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is doing it as it should be done. You know, because WWE runs these people into the ground. And so people, you know, the the fans want to want to talk about being a champ and being there all the time and whatever. But these, these are people who are on the road for, what, four days out the week, you know, wrestling. They're only home for like two, three days. So it's like, yeah, they need to be part-time. There needs to be seasons. They need to do it in a different way. So Jericho is at a great place in his life and his career. But if I was a younger guy, I'd be eyeing what Jericho was doing and trying to change it up and diversify. Bong, bong. All right, Ellie, you know what time of the week is? No. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Al- Alberto El Patron. Yeah, he's been, he's, he's been very busy since the New Year. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Let's hear it. Las Aventuras de El Porto El Patron y sus amigos. When we last left our hero, doing some community work Salvation Army. Oh, nice. And uh, this theme seems to be continuing. Uh... Alberto is doing a lot of press for this new wrestling company he's working for. I say new because apparently they've had like six name changes in the last six months. So, and they're also under new management again. Uh, so he's doing a lot of talk there. He's doing a lot of retirement talk. He's dedicated that 2019 will be his last year as an active wrestler. And uh, he's still doing charity work for uh, earthquake victims in and um, Mexico. Let me get my country's right. Um, and he, he, he did an interview with newspaper down here in Florida. Shout out to Orlando Sentinel. Uh, talking with the Orlando Sentinel, he spoke about voluntarily giving up a world title because of alleged domestic violence incident that, of course, we covered last year. And he said that, hey, um, he did it voluntarily. All right. I can only go off of what he said. But in the back of my mind, I'm kind of questioning, hmm, was this voluntary? Was it voluntarily? 
I don't know where Alberto. But whatever. He seems to be 2018. He's in a positive space. No one's been punched yet. <laughs> There's been no uh, no uh, rants about big nosed men in suits. Uh, maybe this is a different year for Alberto. Ella, what do you think? How long can he keep this up? I mean, I'm surprised at this shit. So, you know. <sighs> Actually, I, I don't know why. It's like every time I forget about him and then, like, he manages to pull it off. He manages to, he is the most interesting man in wrestling. Like, he manages to, he's been in the dirt. Every, he's become a segment on the show. How does this man do? Like, does he ever chill? Nope, not Alberto. And um, and now he's supposedly linked with uh this investigative reporter. Mm, yeah, you know yeah. who? She has this kind of ambiguously hot thing about her, but then it's like she kind of has that masculine look. So the jury's still out on whether or not she's fly or not. Hey, I would ship the couple. I would. This was season two of Lost uh, Familiar. You know, Alberto's gone through a strange breakup and this new woman enters his life. You know? Needs a little structure. Single dad. I mean, he needs a he needs a lot of structure. <laughs> he needs a lot of structure. <laughs> like this dude is he's doing something. There's not I mean, dude, he manages to be in something. He has a, a fake promo, combat sport, he has titles. Like, he has bar fights. I mean, like, how does this man do it? And then he still manages to help the community. <laughs> Yo, like, you know what I like about his Instagram, though? What's like, up? It's that half of it's in Spanish, and then he has a translation for English. So he's like, he's got you. <laughs> Whatever language you speak, he's got you. <laughs> Alberto is just doing it, man. Oh no! It's like I I hate that I love this dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like because he manages to stay in some shit like all the time. I thought after Paige, you know, he just had that tumultuous relationship. I was like, okay, Alberto gonna slide to the back. He gonna chill out. Nope, not Alberto El Patron. <laughs> nope, wrong. Nope, he's on it. So power to him for doing things to help his community. Uh, and for the English and Spanish translation on Instagram, which you love so much. But man, this dude just needs to like, just chill out for like a few. But this, this one is mostly, this is mostly positive. So, um, you know, I I might turn the corner on Alberto El Patron. This one, this one didn't, didn't involve somebody getting stabbed or otherwise assaulted. So, you know. We might be uh we might be okay. If he sticks to just talking trash about Triple H, which I always find entertaining, then we'll be great, Alberto El Patron. So power to he's you. A, he's two for two for But I'm just wondering what his reaction is gonna be to Paige. He's probably tweeting something or Instagramming something right now. Nah man, that's, that's, that's this is his chance this is his chance to be really classy or really petty. And I'm hoping he takes the high road, but you just never know what Alberto will patrol. All right, here we go. Raw. This is, we're coming in like a week late, so some of y'all are going to be listening to this while you're watching Raw. <laughs> Yo, Raw happened. Um, we kind of discussed this. We had like Sasha Banks and Bailey defeat Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville while um, Paige was ringside. We now know why Paige was ringside. This was variation of the same like match they had last week, but instead of it being a three on three, it was now a two on two. Uh, Woken Matt Hardy and uh, Matt's got new WWE entrance music. It's Woken um, defeated Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins still can't get a win. K fade otherwise. Um, after the match, Bray and Matt laughed at each other. We kind of talked about. Bray being with Matt in the in the dirt show. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Miz return. Did you see the return of the Miz, Illa? 
Oh yeah. Now came out there and was greeted as he was as, as necessary, you know, by his boys. His the Misturage. Yo, so what got me? Bo Dallas keeps a picture, a framed picture of the Miz next to his bedside to go to sleep at night. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you get the man who loves himself as much as the Miz? <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, uh. I think it's it's a great accomplishment that Mike Mazzana has has turned the corner so much that so many people really cut for the Miz because the dude is delivered. He's 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 become a solid team player, a solid role player in WWE in terms of I doubt he'll ever touch heavyweight gold again though he does oh, actually he's, yeah, he's he needs a, he needs another run just to really certify him but because he is dynamite when it comes to just delivering promos and his character and just selling it like he is dynamite so uh, i'm 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 happy that he's back filming whatever from filming whatever crappy movie he was filming in that nobody's gonna see um so you know let's get the miz rolling uh so apparently him and mars are getting their own spinoff. You know, their own... Did you just say Marks? No, Mars. Mars. Oh, Maurice. Yeah. Like, what the hell is a Marks? (laughs) Maurice, yes, they get their show. They get their own show. So, I'm not not one for the ETV shows, man, but if they spend it totally shitting on John Cena and Nikki like they did on SmackDown, oh, damn, I'd watch that. Yeah, I mean, it's just more WWE stuff that I won't be watching, so it's whatever. <clears throat> but <throat> some people will check it out. I would check uh, like Maurice. <coughs> having seen her in person, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be mad at anybody for watching that show. So would not. Um, cruiserweight happens. Cedric Alexander defeated Enzo Amore via countout. A um, couple of things happened in this match, so who knows if this was the actual scheduled end of the match or this is just kayfabe on us. But during the match, Enzo, of course, got busted open. He, he was legit bleeding. And um, he may have injured himself. I think, I think clearly he wasn't supposed to get busted open. But the injury angle at the end with his leg, I think, was like, uh, like maybe that was supposed to be the thing. But that's always a stupid hashtag WWE logic thing, where if you know you're in a championship match, why in the hell are you running in the ring to break the 10 count? You got to break the 10 count. Don't just run in there to make it. You have to break it. And we know it's real easy. To break a Ken count. You don't have to get all the way in the ring. You just have to half-ass slide in and then slide your ass right back out. Referee has to restart his account. Enzo, just pick up his bum ass and roll his ass in the ring. But they made Cedric look stupid like he didn't know how wrestling worked. Like, yeah, I won the match. What do you mean I didn't win the championship? Like, bro, you know what the rules are. I always hate when they do that ending, when it's like, oh, he won the match, but still champion. Like, man, that shit is just stupid in the, <laughs> the stupidest ways. Nah, I think I love it. I just don't think they leverage it in a way that if I was a champ, if I was a heel champ, I'd never try to win a match. Any kind of, <laughs> so I'd always, you know, I'm walking with the belt. I'm getting counted out. I'm kicking a ref in the nuts. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm messing with the ring clock. Like, I do all kind of stuff. If, if you're supposed to be the chicken shit heel, those are the things you should be doing, like, at all times. Like, why even bother having a match? You know what I'm saying? You get tossed to the ring a couple times. You might defend yourself for a little bit. And then I'm, I'm constantly, let me roll up. I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Like, I just don't even see the point, you know, of, with how they have it set up. So every match would have to be no DQ. And that's what would make it interesting. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. That was just, that's amazing. Um, yo, uh, strange, strange, strange. 
Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews got a victory over the bar. All right. First, I want to shout was, out Dana, Dana Brooke. All right. Totally Long, surprising. They right. upgraded their crew with a young white woman. And soon after the wins come. Hmm. Now. An intriguing turn of events. Longtime listeners will know that the Bowman has been at Dana Brooke apologist for a long time. Going all the way back that when Oscar knocked her ass out so hard in NXT that she forgot an entire week of her life. All right. When Dana Brooke commits, she commits. And what's hilarious, Ella, you see how she's wearing glasses out there? She doesn't really yep. need glasses to see. She's the committed. F- so the funny thing about it, anytime she has to write some shit down, she has to take her glasses off to see <laughs> and write the stuff down. Because she doesn't need like, the glasses. Dana, why bother? <laughs> Just fake write something. <laughs> Like Chris Jericho used to do with the list. Like, what do you... It's so dumb, but I love it. It's like, yo, like, she's playing the role of, like, statistician. We're not even sure we even know what stats she's taking. What is, what I mean, is, what is well, Tyler's doing with that she information? Might, she, might just be, she might just be farsight, you know? Or, you know, so there you go. <laughs> or, like, she's got to remove the glasses. Yo, but I think... Um, or is it nearsighted? I don't know. Yo, she's an absurd decision. She's... And uh, absurd addition to Titus Worldwide, and and that's what it needs to be. Is is Tazawa even in Worldwide anymore? Did he leave? No idea. But I don't know how that would have lasted. If 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 World if Titus Worldwide approaches you, you should instantly turn that down. <laughs> I mean, that's just what. It, like what? Who you represent, Apollo Cruz? Nah, I'm good. So it's like son. the kayfabe Titus Worldwide is a bunch of like mid-fit losers. But like out of kayfabe, like people that rock with Titus in the real world are, you could argue, their levels of dopeness. You know, now we all have our debates about Wale, but there's some other ballers in there that rock with Titus, you know, from his, you know, community service efforts and whatnot. I mean, so. Dave Bautista rock with Titus, but again, it's still what it is. So, but yo, they got the W though. I'm gonna give them that. Like I enjoy the underdogs get a W. It's like you said, everyone needs to be uh, seen as a threat or a possibility of getting a win at any time to keep that. You know. Yes, that, but not know, that after unexpected. taking like a year's worth of ass whoopings, like the AA squad worldwide has done. That's the thing. You have to establish a legitimacy. That's what's happened with Bray Wyatt. We don't believe you. You need more people. So it's like you keep you can't have the heel villain taking all these ass whoopings. And that's what all they've right. done. So So Samoa Joe Um defeated Rhino via submission. Uh he announced that he's gonna be joining the Royal Rumble, specifically that he's aiming to throw out John Cena's happy ass. Um Yo, shouts to I mean, Joe in general, it's a little, it's, we don't know if he's gonna actually going to make the, the rumble. Uh, he has a foot injury, uh, some variation of like uh, his like plantar flex or tendon down there, right there on the foot is like inflamed or some shit. So he's wearing a boot for a couple of weeks. So we don't know if he'll make the rumble in time or not. But like, like Joe is always like lacing lyrical when he gets on that damn mic, dropping these vocab words on people. <laughs> And like, Dana, uh, not Dana, uh, what's her face? Dean Ambrose's wife. She doesn't even like to speak to him because like Joe's always disrespecting their marriage. Uh, when Renee and that's just a, that's just a sign of the greatness of Samoa Joe as a heel because he constantly takes a dump on their relationship and it's awesome. <laughs> Samoa Joe is so disrespectful to everybody. Titus, here, hold my gum. He's <laughs> so disrespectful. I love it. And it, it's just, and then he follows it up with ass whoopings. Samoa Joe is not to be trifled with. The beatings will continue. <laughs> That's just what it is. 
So I, I love what they've done with him. Uh, I love the fact that this is basically going to be the thing that sets up for a Samoa Joe, John Cena at WrestleMania. I could definitely see them going that direction. Um, and that would be the best use of Cena and Joe because I don't want to see Cena versus Taker. I don't want to see Cena versus Taker. I want to know if Cena is going to come ready to work. We know Joe's ready to work regardless. Uh, but Cena's been phoning at home these last eight months. He's been phoning it. Um, Nia Jax attacked Oscar from behind. I love in the backstage promo with uh, Alexa Bliss, she used logic. Alexa is clearly trying to manipulate uh, Nia to, you know, do her dirty work for her. And she's like, yo, we're best friends. And then Nia's like, no, we're not, bitch. Get out of my face. It's like, but Nia, yeah, okay, so maybe we're not. But we could be best friends. And I'm like, well, you already got matching hair color. But whatever. That's just me. Um, Nia used logic. Alexa's like, yes. Nia, Alexa, you, uh, you know, Oscar said this about you. And then, like, Nia Jack's face, like, her face was like, oh, like, oh, my, oh my God. You know, she sold it. And she's like, she really said that? And she's like, yeah, she said that. Bitch, she can't speak English. It was a well-played moment by Nia Jax. Much better than all the Enzo Amore uh, stalkership thing they have going on. Bro, she brought that man like chicken soup. <laughs> I like I like I like how they played it with her and Alexa that that week when she brought the the chicken suit. She's like, I gotta go. I gotta take him. I gotta take him this chicken suit. <laughs> it's, it's just that important. Yo, and Yo, then they refer, they referenced it again the following week. It was like, yeah, Naya brought me this chicken soup. <laughs> I was like. I was like like so, me. I'm thinking. So does Nia just keep Tupperware on her? You know, I'm, you're on the road. You got a meal prep. So did she just have the Tupperware on her, or is that something like she bought like when they got to town? I'm more just wondering where they're going with this. Like, what what is the point of this thing? I just don't want to see Nia giving birth to a hand. Uh-huh. So I don't know where they're going with this. All right. Yeah, you're right. Never and we know Enzo that. is Enzo is your favorite. So he's on. Man. All right, so yo, speaking of props, speaking of props, we got We have to figure this out, Illa. So there's two scenarios here. One, are the WWE road crews keeping grappling hooks backstage, or is this something that Braun Strowman prepared specifically for last week? So if you missed it. Braun Strowman had another moment this week on Raw. While Kane and, and Brock Lesnar were brawling backstage, Braun uh, came back, trucked them, knocked them out, um, somehow brandished a grappling hook, and with a perfect stroke fo- throw, uh, attached it to a metal structure and proceeded to pull it down on Kane and Brock Lesnar. But I'm like, where the hell does he get a grappling hook from? Um, leftover from Ninja Warriors, or one of the WWE movies. I don't know. He, but he's definitely pulled out a damn grappling hook and pulled down some random structure in the back that you would think would have like caused a much bigger ruckus, like commotion up front. I was, I was like, man. I, what I was hoping for is that they would uh, turn to a shot of the front and kind of seeing how the set might have collapsed. That's like, what I that's the, what I expected too. Uh, it didn't happen. So what that told me was that uh, that um, that show got uh, pre recorded. Right. It, it had to have been, but okay. And I just don't see the point of... I mean, well, it was cool. It was cool just having the... Um, you know, seeing the spectacle of it. But it's one of those Braun Strowman just tried to murder some people again. 
like with the ambulance, and it's like, <laughs> it's like Braun, Braun Strowman can attempt murder on your life, but he can't take an F5. <laughs> <laughs> Or a, oh. a, a Superman punch is too much for him to overcome. Oh man! Because how how did he lose to Roman Reigns? Like a Superman punch and sub uh, a spear. It was uh, one of the situations. It was a Superman uh, punch and a spear. But I think the win loss column. I think he's got one up on Reigns. Because remember the Reigns feud. It was like we've already determined. Braun Strowman in 2017 prove that he is the smartest wrestler on the roster. That's why I'm kind of leaning towards he packed that grappling hook and prepared it. Because remember, when he brought out the replay footage, right? Yep. And he pulled it back on Kurt Angle. was like, you said this. No, it was Mick Foley, right? You said this. I did this. Where's my match? Okay? <laughs> All right? And then when, like, he pulled out the replay footage again, I forgot who he was talking to. But he's like, yo, you said this. I did this. Like, I remember these things. Uh, during his field with Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules, he knows that Roman Reigns' finisher is him running and jumping at people. So he kind of uh, did him like a matador, stood in front of the ambulance, right? Yep. Let and Roman jump, jump in your there monkey and then ass in the <laughs> <laughs> Jump your dumb ass in the ambulance. Yep. <laughs> right? So, like, Braun Strowman all of last year showed that he knows how wrestling works. Like, the stupid logic of it. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Balor Club defeated Shield Minus. Uh, <laughs> Shield Minus? <laughs> Uh, the tin plated shield. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, shield minus. But yeah, uh, Jason Jordan. He continues to sell that annoying, obnoxious, um, kiss ass role very well. I'm kind of curious to see what direction they take it in. He's been doing so, his thing. So some people are saying that they don't know if it's intentional. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's clearly turning some type of. He's not baby face anymore, but they're playing it up. Some people are saying that when Kurt Angle was first in the WWE, the character he played was like a kiss ass. And people are like, mm, could this be like some connection? If he is his son, he's mirroring his rookie year as well. And I'm like, that seems a little too smart for the WWE. Like, that seems like too, too smart. Um, but Valor Club, what do you think? Did they did they wait too long to put these guys together? They waited way too long. Because now Finn has been floundering for a while. Uh the Bullet Club has been floundering for a while. And I mean they still get a pop and they could probably do something if they if they really push them and do something with it, you know, it could still be something. Um, because they actually do have talent. But it's still kinda like they should have been on this, you know, a while ago. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, we'll see. Um, and then of course, Miss Frost came out, hit Roman with the shield bomb or whatever they call it. We'll see. Um, SmackDown. Becky Lynch is back. She defeated Ruby Riot. Um, won her armbar. It's good to see her back. That's dope. Um, I don't know. Seeing uh Naomi out there got me thinking. Like, oh, man, it'll be pretty hard to cosplay as Naomi. Cause where the hell do you get a illuminating like jacket from? So, um, surprise WWEshop.com is not selling that in the merchandise section for, like, an insane amount of money. Um, the Bludgeon Brothers defeated the Ascension. And they uh, they squashed, I should say. Um, Ella, I'm actually really mad about this, but not for the, the squash. So Okay, then why are you mad, son? Th this is uh, WWE Logic. So, months ago... Because it was just so dumb and so wonderful, the fashion police somehow became the most overact on SmackDown TV with their dumbass fashion file segments that reference pop culture, both horror films, 80s culture, like 80s sci-fi, 
90s sci-fi, 90s horror, um, like police serials, just and wrestling in general. Like the Fashion Files was like a love letter to all that dumbass shit, and like four minute, two minute segments, making these two very popular on the roster. What did WWE do with that shit? Nothing. All right. Now they've taken the most popular segment on SmackDown and they're not even showing on SmackDown anymore. They're showing exclusively on the internet. Okay? And this week's episode of The Fashion Files contained an 80s training monologue. <laughs> nice. Bruh. And nobody saw this? WWE logic, right? Like, take the most popular segment and just remove it from your programming? Because we need 20 minutes and Daniel Bryan to talk about how passive-aggressively they hate each other? Um, Speaking of being petty, there is a speculation, a lot of people are speculating on the internet, that there's going to be a heel turn. That either Daniel Bryan or Shane McMahon are going to turn heel. That it's more likely that they want Daniel Bryan. The speculation on the net is the WWE wants to turn Daniel Bryan heel. So he loses some of the heat he gets. Because he's been speaking very openly about his desire to wrestle again. And once his contract's up, going to wrestle somewhere else. So the speculation is they want him to be heel to get some heat off of him so when he does leave and wrestle he won't be as beloved how's that sound to you that sounds like wwe petty but i think turning heel well i mean wouldn't wouldn't work. he's like Brian. one of the most beloved wrestlers yeah that's what i'm saying even deck. even even as a heel he would still be beloved um but it may and it so it makes more sense to do something with him shane is kind of heel by way of his douchebag relations, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, Shane's somebody you kind of, like, root for in a sense that he's, like, the best of the McMahons who are the dirt. <laughs> so <laughs> he kind of gets that, you know what I mean? Like, you're the best of the worst. So you're, like, right above right above the edge of being on the, of the side of good. But you're mostly evil. <laughs> and it doesn't really work. When the entire story is Daniel Bryan saying like, hey, Shane, you're too close to this situation. You keep inserting yourself in it. And he keeps inserting himself in the matches. You know? Hashtag WWE logic. That's the... Oh, my my gosh, man. They self-sabotaged SmackDown. Like, not even a year ago, we were talking about how smart a program SmackDown Live was and how good it is. And now they're doing everything. It's just like, just like, yo, they don't care about SmackDown anymore. Um, all right, let's see here. Mojo Raleigh defeated Zack Ryder. Um, he's serious Mojo. We're gonna call him. I don't know, serious Mojo. Can we even call him Mojo anymore? Joe Mo. I don't. Even, we need a nickname for serious Mojo. Violent Mojo. Street Fighter S- reference. Smojo. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. So, all right. So, last week, uh, there was the tag team match, Chad and Gable. Uh, I mean, not Chad and Gable. Uh, Gable and Shelton. They won, but then they didn't win. So they came out here to demand justice. Didn't and win. They, what do they say? They say, like, this doesn't make any sense. How can referees restart a match when the referee's decision is final? Daniel Bryan came out of here and said, hey, let's make it a two out of three falls match uh, at the Rumble. Okay, great. But my issue is you bring up a lot of worms when you do spots like this. If referees can come from the back, and tell another referee to check the damn replay, why does this not happen every time a wrestler gets kicked in the balls? True. Especially during championship matches. All right? It seems like the only time they ever pull this gambit out is when 
there's a championship involved and you want to keep it on a certain team. So you do these things. But the weird thing about this situation, normally this game, it works for heal people. Yes. Um, clearly now, Chad Gable and Sean Benjamin are both spicy. They're both spicy. They're not quite heels, but they're spicy right now. Um, but the Usos, they're not really heels anymore because everyone loves the Trap House gimmick. So now they're begrudgingly faces because everyone's respecting their game. So the heels got screwed over Another in, in this whole like referee coming to restart the match. This is this is why it's hard to watch WWE sometimes. It's like they don't know how their own damn product works. <laughs> At all. <laughs> and give zero fooks. <coughs> zero fooks about what you think. Oh man, like I I'm like we we know how this works. The last time this happened, I think it involved our friend, our hero, Alberto, when like a referee pulled out a monitor from under the ring of all places and it was like, "Oh no, let's restart the match." They're clearly cheating here. Like, damn. So where the hell are the rest of the referees when their match is going on? They are they sitting in the back or in the locker room? Or is no one like, "Oh damn. Johnny just got knocked off." fuck out should we go out there and restart the match no we're good we ain't get paid for that we're independent workers we don't get paid per match basis i don't know um brizongo got a win against rusev day in another weird situation because we're like if anything brizongo should have got wins months ago when they were still hot and they're so they're not as hot. They're like mild now. But Rusev Day is hot. Rusev Day should be getting wins. Rusev Day is the way to go. Of course, you can't tell that to the WWE because they continue to misuse Rusev. Anytime they build these monsters, the Umagas, the Rusevs who come out, even Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman has potential for legs, though. But they build them up. And Rusev has a potential for legs. They squander them after they lose to like John Cena or Roman Reigns or whatever. But Braun, Braun is versatile, so they can do things. And so is Rusev. Rusev got jokes. And Rusev has personality. Rusev has a day. Yo, what he, and, when and his he took day the match, is the tag team. That's he, just awesome. When he took the match with the with the new day, and he's like, we'd be delighted to. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it wasn't delighted. It was elated. It was elated. <laughs> Rusev Day. And he I mean, stretched that E so hard. Rusev is awesome, man. Yo, that, remember, he's still on Defeated TV champ. Remember? <laughs> 25th year, yeah. He's still on Defeated TV champ. Rusev he is, Roman Reigns and then took the monitor and went to the back. Declared himself TV champion. <laughs> Rusev is just such comedy, though, bro. Like, they really need to, 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 to leverage it more and give him more burn. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> WWE, they have a history of just fucking things up. Yeah, and then we had uh, Shinsuke Nakamura uh, versus Randy Orton versus AJ Styles in a handicap match against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who are just like, yo, I love how I love the heels in this team, man. Like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are just like your your dickish heels, and we're cheering them because we respect their work so much. And like, yes, they are right in all their complaints. They are one hundred percent right. But if they weren't being such dicks about it, you know, that wouldn't be the problem. And this whole match was about like. Yo, the heels trying to get out of the situation. And then Shane McMahon coming and just kept re-placing uh, the goalposts. He kept moving the goalposts back. You know, like, all right, now it's no countout. All right, now it's no DQ. It's like, it's like whatever. You know? Um, so, I mean, these are these are heel moves, man. These These aren't things that good people do. 
So uh, the face team got the the win. And uh, that was SmackDown. Where's this? Where's this go? Like, where? Where does this story go? Because we talked about, or we didn't. We 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 just kind of briefly mentioned, like, what's the end game for Nia, Enzo? What's the end game for Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan? All right, because. Daniel's not wrestling. As far as we know, he's not wrestling. So it can't be a payoff match between Shane and Daniel at Mania. Shane's already wrestled Kevin Owens. Is it that? Is it him screwing AJ out of the title inadvertently? And we do Styles Shane 2 at Mania? Where's this story? What's the payoff? I don't care. I don't want to see Shane anymore in a match. Give me some good styles action against some credible competition. Shane needs to go sit his ass down somewhere. But other than that, we're good. I don't care about his his match. I don't, you know, it's just it doesn't matter. Give me AJ Styles. Give me Kevin Owens even. Give me these people in in a match doing their thing. Shane. You, you you had your little moment. Right. Do your Smackdown, GM shit Smackdown. and stay the fuck out of the That's out of the, the ring. Uh, the uh, forty sec forty six edition of the Slam Bros. New year, go find your new friend. Yeah, those people at the gym. You can be on that treadmill for at least thirty five minutes. Turn over that guy or that lady and be like, "Hey, you trying to motivate yourself? Listen to the Slam Bros. You know what I'm saying? Between sets." Listen to the Slam Bros. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You can find us on Twitter at Slam Bros Pod. Found us at. Uh, you can find me at Bowman12L on Twitter. Um, Yo, let's let's get some more followers this, this month. Tell a friend, tell a friend. Goals out there. We have some stuff for you on the internet. Illa, where can the good people of the internet find you? At IllaYC on the Twitters. At YC the Champ on Instagram. Appreciate the new followers and new additions. Always love it. Always love the interactions. Holler at your mans. Holler at the Slam Bros pod on Twitter. It's the Slam Bros. We out.